Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome back, believe it or not, to Monday Night Magic. Yay! This and there is, was uh, Rejoice. Just the one. Just the one, yeah. And it didn't go on for any period of time, but... Someone in the back was like, yay. This is uh, Monday Night Magic number 687. We took the last two weeks off because, frankly, with, uh... All the things happening in the world. If you want to know why, just take a moment, pause this, and just look anywhere. (laughs) Doesn't matter where, just look in that direction. That's why. Yeah. Uh, We really didn't... One, there wasn't any news really to discuss. And two, we didn't care. We had more important things to worry about. But we did do... Uh, just talking about stuff. We hopped on on Monday night on Twitch.tv slash the Manipool and just talked about stuff. It was me and Squee the first week and me and Clues and then me and Clues and Squee and then just me and Squee and then all three of us again uh, on the second week. That's pretty accurate, actually. Yeah. Uh, and those are up on YouTube.com slash the Manipool in case you want to find out what we talked about, but I didn't put them up as Monday Night Magic podcasts because they weren't Monday Night Magic podcasts. True. So, yeah. But, they were on a Monday, and they were kind of magical, but not not this way. Yeah, not capital M, Magic, TM. We're There's not a different building game. Over there. I'm going to have to go kill that. So I'm Chewy. I've got uh, Squee with me. Hi, I'm here. And Clues is not here. He's a mirage. I'm a mirage. <laughs> How blue of you. I shall now spend the rest of the podcast simply reading the Mirage rulebook, beginning with the first page, credits. <laughs> I have one of those around here somewhere in a box or something. Oh, man, this is the this is the most random collection of crap, because just underneath where I found the Mirage rulebook, this is what I found. Wow. Vincer versus Koth dual decks, the, the fold-out insert thing? Yep, fold-out insert for it. Nice. I appreciated that specifically because there were two people that never fought. Yep. Yeah, one of them died, spoilers, and the other one just freaking vanished and we haven't seen him since. It's very sad. Yes, because no one really wants to go back to that plane. And he's not leaving until it's over. Yeah. We've got to figure out a way to get Koth's ass out of there, because I really want to see Koth again. I'm yeah. going to say the weather light. We've got that now, right? I, I mean, I don't. Planar bridge. We have plenty of ways. It's just he's got to go. Wait, was Koth really not involved in any of the events of uh, no. War of the Spark? Nope. No one huh. from that plane showed up. Huh. I, I feel like there's someone on that plane who's got, like, a, a mailbox that's just stuffed like... full. Karn showed up, but Karn had been wandering around a bunch before then anyway. So, like, Mr. I-need-to-make-amends left pretty quick. Anyway. Well, okay, then. So, yeah, we're back. As you can see, we're still bad at staying on topic. Yes. There's a topic? There is. So, we're going to catch up on a little bit of news that we've missed in the last two weeks. Very little. And then dive into um, <laughs> Akoria Lair of Behemoths. So let's do it. Uh, first up, posted on March 20th, uh, F&M at home with your local store and on MTG Arena. Uh, I honestly did look at this at all because none of this applies to me. Squee, you said you weeks. looked at it, though. Yeah. 
It's been a few weeks, so this really shouldn't come as a surprise to everyone, but in the interest of filling in the gaps, um, they wanted to give people opportunities to do F&M in a time when social distancing was finally kicking in and people finally. like weren't going to their stores and gathering. So you had options to do it on Arena, um, which is what Chewy has up right now. Like Technically, um, April 10th this still hasn't happened yet, so that's still relevant this week. Uh, I'm not going to read all this to you because you can read it, but that's there. They've got some reward codes if you want to get stuff for Arena, so that's cool. Um, there's really not much to it. Just You're not going to F&M in person, but they still want to keep the habit up. They can't have you making other Friday plans. That is true, yeah. Yeah. As uh, Stark just pointed out, now we're just magic, the. Yeah, true. Get it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you can still do F&M-y things, just not at your local game store, because you shouldn't go there Yeah, and hang out anymore. And uh, if your local game store sucks, I recommend that you choose another game store that doesn't, like Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It's a great shop. Don't go there right now. Seriously, stay home. Yeah. Seriously, though. Yeah. Like, for realsies. Uh, and no then, of course, three days later, which is... Yeah, right about the time. Because a bunch of stuff had been canceled up until this point. Mm-hmm. But this is when in-store play uh, was just suspended entirely in uh, North America, the European Union, and Latin America. Until at least May 10th. Yeah. So there's still at least a month left on that one. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And since this obviously, you know, overlaps with the pre-release, which is probably the busiest time in-store, they had to come up with some other ways to handle that. And I think we actually did talk about that before we went on break, because they'd already mentioned some of it. I don't think we did. I don't know. Time is fuzzy. Yeah. Um, As we were saying before the show started, it's been a long, like, three or four months since February. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, But promo packs can now be used as sales incentive because you're not in the store for them to promo pack, the usual things. And it says, buy a box promos may ship with online orders. So, yeah, if you order stuff online from your local game store or other places, uh, you could... Uh, they they can ship the buy box promos that way. Yeah. Because before it was only, you know, go to the store and pick up your box and get your buy box with it. Not anymore. Just read the details whenever you're buying these things to make sure they're doing that because it's not required. Yeah. So there you go. That catches us up. Now this was posted today. Be your store's champion. Right, today's the 6th, today is the 6th, yeah. Today is the 6th. So they're trying, theoretically, to uh, keep uh, your your local game stores alive. So they're, they're saying, one, it says, Wizards of the Coast will provide an allocation of mystery boosters to WPN stores equivalent to a retail value of up to $10 million. That must be challenging without MSRP. But uh, let's see. I I didn't realize this was a second link. 
Last <coughs> week, we announced plans to deliver an allocation of mystery boosters uh, apportioned out to every WPN member with no action required on your part. We want players to know that if they want to pick up a piece of the reprint, 100% of the proceeds will go to their LGS. No sooner had we announced that... That sentence makes no sense. No sooner had we announced than we... No. I think that's supposed no to be that. I think it's supposed to... No sooner had we announced that. I don't know. But no, no, no. they decided no, no, no. to double it. It's, no sooner had we announced than we said to ourselves, no, we need to do more. That doesn't flow right in my brain for some reason. There's also not a no there. see that it was good copy. It's not. Yeah, it's it's bad. They're bad. Um, what like, are they doing? As a former editor, that, that pisses me off. Uh, yeah, so they're doubling it. So now instead of sending out $5 million worth of stuff total, they're sending out $10 million worth of stuff total for the uh, mystery boosters to go to stores. Which is pretty cool. Oh, wait. It says, we'll double each WPN member's mystery booster allocation if 70% of WPN members complete one or more of the following and report it to us by April 30th. Promote and run a remote magic event. Promote and accept Acoria pre-orders on your online sales platform. Yeah, that second one's kind of a gimme. I'm pretty sure they're just going to do that anyway. Well, be sure to tell your LGS to report it to uh, Watsy so that... Yeah, this is operating on the assumption that you know they're still operating yeah and apparently wait hang on like i said i didn't realize this was the second link so i have not seen this at all apologies let's see on april 2nd we sent each wpn member store a batch of codes to unlock magic arena swag bags oh swag bag. a trophy pet what does it do when you poke it locks up your opponent's uh screen a sarah like the a benevolent rookie. avatar and mana vault card sleeves Ooh, those are pretty those are kind of pretty i like All how right. sarah's kind of hover handing that trophy well yeah it's because she knows one consent and two just don't don't be touching anything it's not hers to touch yeah yeah so, yeah, the point is, Watsy's trying desperately to help out the WPN stores that are still up and running with stuff like this. Like, sending out $10 million worth of reprints, uh, 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 reprints of, uh, what is that? Mystery, Mystery Boosters. boosters. Uh, is, that's, not a, that's not a small thing. So that's pretty cool. Good job, Watsy. Good job. But yeah, there's this is just some uh, stuff here. So buy local online, pre-order stuff from your LGS, uh, keep playing, organize games online, stay involved, hop on, because most game shops have like a Facebook page or a Discord server or something. Uh, connect to your community, so share that online hub of your LGS with people that are also in your region. And then, yeah, play in events that they set up. They're just, they're trying to be like, look, don't go to the store, but continue to support the store, which is, that's a good thing to be hyping up. Yeah. Considering like the big box stores are going to stay open. This is really an extra push to 
still work with your LGS. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's pretty much all of that. They're just reminding you, hey, support the LGS. Don't just order stuff from TCG Player or Star City or Channel Fireball because that shop down the corner that you play at really needs your help right now. Yeah. Whereas, not to you know throw off on them, but I doubt the Channel Fireball and Star City games really need any help right now. I suspect the online-based stores are doing a lot better right now, considering their business hasn't really had to change. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff that I don't know about, but on the surface, their business hasn't changed. Whereas these places rely heavily on people showing up and buying food and spending that afternoon there, and they can't do that right now. Exactly. So, all right. That's uh, some of the... Uh... uh... Virus Nation attacked stuff that's been going on. So let's get to the good news. Uh, on At the beginning of this month, an article was posted. This is Wizards of the Coast presents. After great deliberation, we have compiled and remastered the greatest Magic the Gathering cards of all time ever. And we've got uh, Goblin Snowman with... Majestic. With awesome... Like, seriously... Not even kidding, Art. That is great. Uh, we've got Squire, who everyone knows is one of the powerhouse cards uh, in Magic. Complete with uh, Distracted Boyfriend meme in the yeah. corner. Yeah. Uh, and Mudhole, which is, uh, I think we all know exactly how powerful Mudhole is. Pretty confident I've been to that GP. <laughs> Pretty confident. Who did this art? Oh, wait, no. Remember Clues? That was in front of sci-fi genre. <laughs> yeah, it was. Mudhole's in front actually. of sci-fi genre. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, we have Stormcrow with some of the best Stormcrow art that has ever been in the history of Earth. Kaka. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's secret lair. After great deliberation, we have let's just scroll back. We have compiled and remastered the greatest Magic Gathering cards of all time ever. And um, you could tell that this was on April Fool's Day because it did not get an announcement of that announcement. Oh, that is yeah, true. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, that's Titus Lunter art uh, that did mud hole. That's like no kidding. That's a beautiful art for such a crap card. <laughs> look at that that's amazing but yeah uh, now to get serious uh, down here at the bottom uh, they said uh, you can check out our totally sweet secret layer page till your heart's content but we aren't printing any of these drops just yet uh, so it says, real talk, the timing doesn't feel right. Instead, we think you should take this moment to help people struggling due to the outbreak of COVID-19. Uh, they said they're a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. And they give a link to donate to the American Red Cross. And then at some point in the future, after we've all safely gotten past this outbreak, we'll print and provide these secret layer drops to WPN stores at no charge to use at their discretion. We aren't sure yet when that will be or how stores will distribute them, but it'll happen. Nice. And I think that is really cool. 
that they're actually gonna print these goofy ass nonsense cards uh, as just a boost to local game stores. Yeah, that's great. Your LGS would be the one that actually has the people who want these. So exactly. But, uh, yeah. Majestic Snowman. Yeah, who is it? Jesper, uh, I can't say that name. How do you say E-J-S-I-N-G? Interesting, I don't know. Okay, yeah, did the the sweet Goblin Snowman. No, no, that was Stormcrow. They've got him in the wrong order up here. They do, yeah. Sorry, Victor Adam Minguez did the Goblin Snowman. Well, look, I mean, we can't ever actually have things in order, right? It's true, This is just yeah. keeping with that. And then Noah Bradley did the uh, Glorious Squire. You mean the rest of the artists in no particular order are? Correct. Are Noah Bradley, because I'd already mentioned the others. Uh... <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Nice. What was that? Nice. Very nice. Yeah, this this is this is really really uh, like an obvious April Fool's joke because it's silly. But then you get to the bottom, and it's like, oh, that's so sweet. We just have to remember yeah, to hold them to that. Yeah, I hope we're all prepared for more things that seem really silly, but then are sweet or serious. <laughs> Going to be a recurring theme. What today? Yeah. Oh, sweet or serious. Gotcha. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So the rest of the show is basically Ikoria. So Ikoria and uh, Commander 2020 for some reason. Can, can, can we pause right now and just say that the decision to actually preview both of those in the same week is just unnecessarily confusing? Uh, yeah, I was going to say for some reason they are decided to preview them at the same time, we started with a few days of Akoria previews, and then over the weekend, it was all Commander 2020, and now for the rest of the week, or until the 9th, we're back on Akoria previews, and that's... I think this is what happens when you have so many products that you have to schedule them with just the space between them, and then when the world shuts down for two weeks, now they're overlapping. <laughs> But, like, um, it's... They're not even being previewed sequentially. Like, okay, here's Akoria. Yeah. Here's Commander. It's here's some Akoria. Here's Commander. Here's the rest of Akoria. And it's... It's uh, a mess. It's dumb. And the fact that Akoria has a lot of... No. Commander has a lot of cards that take place in Akoria. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, it's kind of neat that they, you know, tie it, but... Yeah, even the it's hardcore not an ideal communication plan. Even the hardcore like commander players are like, "This is dumb," and that's that's saying something. Yeah. Also, did we miss shouting out to Tenth Tech Priest for uh, resubbing? I did actually. Yeah, Tenth Tech just resubbed for the twentieth month. Who uh, said in all caps, "Interrupting Kaiju franchise crossover"? Yes. Oh no. And so, yeah, but also you'll notice this is fast-tracked. The first day of previews is April 2nd. The last day of previews is April 9th. Like, it's just here. Just get it out. Have a week. 
And I don't know how much of that is COVID-19 or and how much of that is this is just how we're going to do it. I don't think it's specified. It didn't really specify that this is how we were going to do it or if they just decided to just get rid of it all at once. I don't know. Well, look, it was either this or send the God book to France. <laughs> oh, is it bad that at this point that's a deep cut? Because that's a deep cut nowadays. <laughs> I know. That's. Oh, I'm sorry. I just. I just had to call back. That was, that was pretty good. I like. That was it. a while ago now. Long ago. But uh. Yeah, I completely forgotten what I was going to say now because that was so good. Sorry. Oh, Rack just pointed out the loss. Of the, the the fact that they're fast tracking previews means never ending preview season does actually get a small break instead of having like three weeks of Akoria previews and one week of commander previews. It's just all in a week. And then, you know, throw them all out and let everyone sort it out themselves. Preview in place. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yep. <clears throat> so Could also preview at home. That's, uh, that's that. Now the big news of course, is that there, there, there's Godzilla. Now, everyone knows this by now. We're not announcing anything new. And if you don't know this, you pay less attention to magic than we do. I don't know how that's possible, but here we are. Yeah. Uh, I will say I was, uh, I hosted on twitch.tv slash the manipool right here. I hosted the, uh, the preview stream and a bunch of us were in my chat because if you're in the big chats preview screen, it's just constant wall of nonsense. Just just moving and there's no yeah. interaction to be had. So a bunch of us, uh, uh, manipool people were just in my chat, just discussing things that were going on and it was awesome. And, uh, I highly recommend that anytime they're doing some sort of big preview stream, let me know and I'll host it and we can all join up and watch it in my chat where, like I said, you can actually have meaningful input from people instead of just walls and walls of memes and, uh, emojis. But uh, they showed the trailer, which if you haven't seen the trailer, you should see the trailer. It's pretty awesome. I just showed it to Bill and Clues because uh, they hadn't seen it. What do you guys think? Um, I appreciated a lot of it. Some of it I was just like, what? Yeah. But I guess that's the point of a new set. <clears throat> it's different. Yeah. Um, so, I, I appreciate the tone of it. I, I kind of appreciate the tone of it. I, I Okay, uh, visuals, loved it. I thought it was neat. Uh, premise, thought it was neat. Characters that they used, great. I did not like the use of contemporary music in that trailer. I, I, get, I get what they're doing. I get the tone they're trying to set. I just felt that it was a little too... I, so, I don't know. I got a little whiplash. My neck hurt. How did you feel about the contemporary music in the previous two trailers? Um... Because remember, there was the Linkin Park song. I literally don't remember the previous two trailers. I'm sorry. The, the one Linkin where Park Liliana one starts where to break apart and Dak Faden dies that was playing uh, Linkin Park. Okay, that one That one was okay. Okay. And then that the one, one with Garrick and the two gingerbread people. <sighs> Boy, now, now that you're saying that, I think I, I think I remember actually seeing that. I think we watched it together maybe on this show. I don't I don't remember anything beyond Garrick and the Gingerbread People. I don't even remember what song that one had because I only watched it like twice and then yeah, I I'm forgot gonna, about it. Isn't it Garuk? Didn't they tell us that? 
no, it's Garrick. And, the, and, and the, yes, they did tell us that, but it's not Garuk people. because that's dumb. All yeah. right, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch this Throne of Eldraine spoiler trailer thing. Here it is. Um, it wasn't my first choice of songs for it, but it took me off guard. But after a while, I'm like, okay, I get it. We're just doing this now. Chat. Yeah, I was tripped out as as Chad just pointed out that it wasn't like a cover. It was just just bad reputation. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> can they do that? I mean, obviously they can do that. It's just weird because they hadn't yet. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure. Garrick was uh, also a cover. The music in that one, wasn't it? Like I liked the cover that they did for the Linkin Park song because it was actually appropriate to the thing they were doing on screen. Like It was slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like... It was like knives cutting themselves levels of emo. But that's what I expected. Wow. So, like, yeah. Um, but it worked. It actually fit with the tone of that. Like, this one... It kind of fits what they were doing, but I feel like, you know, if it were me, not that it's better, but I think I would have had more fun with, like, the big monster element and gone with something that seemed a bit more, like, big, heavy score rather than quick, fast action music. But it was still good. Like, the way that the trailer played out after I got over that was fine. It was just a little distracting in the beginning. There's no pleasing some people. So, uh... After that, at the very end of the trailer, it pops up a magic card, and this is the official trailer, and it was a Godzilla card. And everyone in the Manipool chat was like, wait, what? Does that say Godzilla? Was that Godzilla? Because it's, uh, uh, and it's gone. We were like, what was that? What the hell was that? (laughs) So, yeah, there are Godzilla cards in, uh... Yeah, no, the music fit in the gingerbread one. Sorry. What what was it? it. <clears throat> um, can't take my eyes off of you. Right. Was it a cover? Uh, yes, it was a cover. Okay. That's what I thought. So where... Okay, here's the variants. Uh, let's just go to the bottom. And here we have... Look, look at all this Godzilla. Look at it. Look. There's Ghidra. And there's the Biocord Space Godzilla. And there's, um... Uh, Godzilla, this is the one. Godzilla King of the Monsters is the one yeah. that they showed at the end of the trailer. And we were like, what? And then it turns out that Watsi has partnered with Toho to have actual Godzilla cards in the set, but not really. Not really. They are underneath Godzilla King of the Mar- Monsters here. You can see Zalortha Strength Incarnate underneath the name. And uh, that's because that's the real name. These are promotional. They're promos. They're, it, the name of the card in the rules is not Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's Zalortha Strength Incarnate. And uh, it, it's, it's where it gets weird. Think of them. Uh, it was pointed out in, this, in, in the, the Twitch chat that day. It's... Uh, Hang on, hang on. It's it's just an official altar, is how you think about it. Yeah, that makes sense. Like all yeah, of these that right. refer to themselves in the card text, use the real name. Like, of course, now that I'm trying to find one, I freaking can't. Ah, here we go. Biocourt's Space Godzilla says you may cast Brockos Apex of Forever from your graveyard using its mutate ability. So. 
it doesn't say you may cast BioQuartz Space Godzilla. Because that's not the name of the card. That's just the name of the art, essentially. It, It's a weird thing. But I think that's the only way to make it work within the rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, otherwise they would be like functional reprints and you could essentially have eight of them in your deck. Because yeah. you have the four real ones and then the four with the Godzilla name. So we can't we can't do that. So if you like using your card to negate the abilities of Borber <clears throat> Urgmos, you have to clarify which one. But for these, you can't actually name Space Godzilla. You have to use its real thing. Space Godzilla is not an option because it's not a card name. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you can't name something that isn't a card. Yeah, you actually have to name Wait, a card. Are we taking? are we talking like in digital form or are we talking in... In real play, too. Like, it's name a card. It's not just say a word. Yeah, you've got to name an actual card. I'm pretty sure if you say Godzilla King of the Monsters in a tournament, that will count. Because oh, oh, no. Oh, you sweet summer child. You have not actually judged a tournament. Well, what would happen is you would say that and then... And then describe what it did. Because it's not you know the exact name. It's you know what the card is, right? Isn't um... that the rule for... Uh... Yeah, so technically you can call a judge, and if you can describe enough of the card that you can uniquely identify, they'll just tell you the name. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what you would have to do if you don't remember the real name of it. You can't just go with Godzilla King of the Monsters. You actually I'm just say saying the that there's going to be a moment. in it, Assuming, let's, let's operate under the assumption that there will one day be actual in-person paper magic tournaments again. There what? will be a moment where someone says the name BioCourt's Space Godzilla, and the opponent is going to try and rules lawyer them on it. Well, that's what judges are for. Yeah, I'm just saying that that person is is terrible, and uh, they have no place in tournaments, and that they should they should leave. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying that if you're going to do that, save yourself the trouble if you don't remember its name and get a judge. Assuming this ever happens in the future, I doubt they're going to have name of cards in this set. Yeah, this is a whole lot of corner case nonsense we're discussing yeah. here. It is. Uh, it is. Can can we uh, can we just talk for a minute about this? Let, let's just. Get, I mean, you've got the whole the whole gallery here that we're looking at. Uh, I would like your input, my fellow co-hosts, how you feel about this idea conceptually. That not only is there like alternate art, like, okay, so we live in an era where. If there's a card, there's probably some alt art of it that's either extended or uh, uh, borderless or whatever it is that they've decided to do. Sure. Okay, fine. Or whatever the showcase treatment is in this set. Right, right. Uh, But now we have not just that, but we've got these like completely like out there stylistic shifts. I mean, even tabling the, the idea of, okay, now I have a card that it's totally that creature, but dressed up as Godzilla. We then have the ones that are like comic booky. If yeah. you look at those, that's the showcase treatment I was talking about in this yeah. particular. Yeah. So how how do we how do we feel about these? Like for instance, Eluna Apex of Wishes has her normal card art. Has this? Which hang on, let me find the normal card art. Uh, Control F I L L loot. Oh, does it not have the freaking? Nah, man. Is there not a card name anymore underneath it? There is. Control F I L L U. Is it not Iluna? I L U? What the hell's the name of this card? 
Mm. Hang on, now you I gotta find. Scrolling, it. and I'm lagging, so I don't, I don't, I don't know what card you're talking about. I'm sorry, I don't know. Why does I L L U not get found when I control F? It's right. Was it added today? No. I oh, didn't think does. so either. But that's it's just Chrome is stupid. Okay, so here's the normal version of Iluna Apex of Wishes. That's a legendary beast elemental dinosaur. You know, like you do. As you do. Here yeah. uh, is the showcase version, which is really sweet comic art style in this set. Remember the storybook adventures in the last set? That was the, that was the, uh, yeah. the showcase edition. So in this we get comic book art. And then here is the Godzilla version, which is uh, Ghidorah, King of the Cosmos. And that's all the same card. Three different versions. Yeah. Same same card. Um, to answer Clue's question, it doesn't bother me at all. I'm all right. used to cool. being around people that play with promos, so I'm fairly con- comfortable with... Oh, these all look different. All four of your same card look different. Like, whatever. I'm... Uh, yeah, it. having different art is, I mean, I've been playing for so long. I've got like 12 different arts for Dark Ritual. Yeah. And eh, different arts aren't, don't really bother me. As long as the card's the same, whatever. The fact My, that they're all available at the same time from the same set is weird, but it doesn't bother me. Now, if you're going to say Wizards selling out uh, to other companies to slap stuff on it, well, the only one we've had is Godzilla, and that's worth it. Yeah, look, so. hey, as long as they keep it classy, <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it. It's yeah, if they sell out to, I don't know, like, big anime titties visual novel style. I was going to say bother- Yu-Gi-Oh, but okay, great. That, yeah, that's going to bother me. I yeah. can see them doing that. So there, there was a time when I was a younger man. When yeah, he was, was, a, was a younger man. There was a time when I when was a When he young... was a younger man. When uh, I was somewhat bothered by the, the sudden shift in art tone, if that makes sense. I mean, there was a time when you could just at a glance go, oh, yeah, that's a magic card. Like you didn't even, there was just an art style that was relatively consistent for many years. And it was just obvious, totally a magic card. Wow. Did a lot of that go out the window over the past couple of years. And, uh, to be honest with you, uh, I've gotten over it. Totally gotten over it. This feels more like early magic to me. It's, it's Where fine. They definitely weren't all in the same art style. Now that that's actually a really good point that, uh, uh, early magic yeah okay just look at any of the the uh, compare the art uh from say the foglios uh to some of the other art in the early sets and you're like wow these are the same game yeah 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 they are stasis uh, what so that's that's a uh, the correct response to stasis by the way <laughs> chat brings up a point that i don't think i was aware of yeah so godzilla king of the monsters uh-huh. or Zalortha Strength Incarnate, is the Biobox promo, which means this is literally the only version of it. There is no not-Godzilla version of Zalortha Strength Incarnate. Really? Yeah. Wait, that can't be right. But it is. Hmm. 
because I just scrolled through all of this looking for it while you guys were talking, and I'm like, it's not here, because it is the bio box. I wonder what the art for Zalortha looked like before that. I wonder if they ever bothered to have Zalortha yeah. straight through. No, 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 no. They definitely did it in the in the article in the article. Um, that we're gonna get to, or maybe we're gonna get to. Let me check this the show rundown. Yeah, it's 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 there. We just didn't come to it yet. In that Wait, article, I thought article? that they. Oh no no that nope that's a different card. Never mind never mind. Take it back. Take it back. Oh, huh. it didn't have other art commissioned. Oh, okay. There you go, then. Uh, and then someone else in chat is, why does it have to have two names? Uh, yeah, so there's not a card. That... In Magic named Godzilla? Yeah, so there's not a card in Magic named Godzilla that they can never reprint without giving money to Toho. Yeah. So at some point in some sort yeah. of commander set or whatever, if yeah. they want to reprint this card, they don't have to go, oh, but we can't. Because like, Toho. When they roll out Secret Vault Kaiju at some point in the future, they can still put all these cards in it. Yeah. Specifically including this one, because it's the iconic one. Like, did you guys see the uh, the re-release of Tekken 3? No. No, you didn't. You know why? Because it's got Gone in it. That stupid little farting dinosaur that uh, they don't own. Namco doesn't own. Huh. <laughs> I thought Stupid Little Farting Dinosaur was one of the preview cards. What? No, different Stupid Little Farting Dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> got it. So, yeah, that's what... And Tekken 3 is one that I would love to see remastered. That would be amazing, but they'd have to take out Gone because they don't own the rights to him and they don't want to pay whatever Japanese manga company that owns him the money just to have him in a remaster of a game. Yeah. Which is awful. But yeah, like, check it out. We've got these big monsters. They're all angry. Yeah. Some of them aren't angry, but most of them are angry. But yeah, there are several Godzillas. Like, here's Godzilla Primeval Champion, who's a dinosaur beast, which is actually Titanoth Rex. We've which got is also Ang- a good name. Yeah. We've got Angiris, Armored Killer. We've got, uh, oh god. These aren't in any kind of order that makes any sense. Scroll, scroll, scroll. No, no, they're not. We've got King Caesar, Awoken Titan, who I still don't know who that is. There's Rodan, there's Gigan. Way up here in white, there's uh, Mothra. There's Luminous Broodmoth, which has normal art and this uh, borderless and zoomed and stretched art. I forget what it's called. And then the Mothra version. We uh, didn't get a uh, Gamera, did we? No, Gamera's not Toho. Oh, curses. We've got Baby Godzilla here, who is a frog, because of course. Uh, We've got Space Godzilla Void Invader. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, We've got this bat, who I can't... I've never... This is one of the ones that's only in Japanese, so I don't actually know what the name of this creature is, but it's the Dirge Bat is the magic card. It says Batra and the card name. Batra, yeah, there you go. That's the one. Uh, we've got Dis- Destoroya. And a more different Godzilla. This one is Doom Inevitable. He's a dinosaur turtle. Because of respect. course he is. Infinite respect. Got uh, da, 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 Big da. red turtle. 
Oh, I guess this is one. Biolante. Plant beast form. Or Bioyante. I don't know if, what, what language that's supposed to be in, but I've never heard of that. Or King Caesar. Those are new. And Dorat the Perfect Pet. I don't know what that is either. I don't know, but it's Toyetic. And what is, what's the one in colorless, Bill, since you can probably read that? Um, it says uh, Mothra something, maybe Mothra's cocoon. That's probably There's it. There's a mysterious egg under it, but that's probably irrelevant. Yeah, um, mysterious egg is the... Uh, yeah, it says Mothra something, but I can't read the kanji in that screenshot. It's all tiny. And then we've got Mechagodzilla. <clears throat> yeah. Because Sweet. of course you do. The colorless one is Mothra Cocoon. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, my disappointment that Mechagodzilla is not a vehicle makes... Yeah. That would have been awesome. Well, except they, there weren't any vehicles in, in the set. Yeah, I know. It's okay. just, it my been disappointment. Sorry, I don't know that one. Shut up, robot Shut up. lady. No one's talking to you. No, we're talking about <laughs> Mechagodzilla and she's excited. Oh, I get man. it. Uh, my disappointment is that uh, they had a perfect opportunity to do a Denver the Last Dinosaur uh, tie-in here, and we didn't get one. You know, he's um, our friend, and a whole lot more. Yeah. That's why they didn't do a tie-in. Um, we are going right. to cover, I think, later on, maybe, question mark? I think maybe in the mechanic. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the mechanics article uh, chat. I'll, I'll I, find a soapbox between now and then. Don't worry. Have, oh, I already was on that soapbox on the medical. There's going to be a bit. All right, fair. Um, but yeah, I wanted Mechagodzilla to be a vehicle because I was going to have so much fun picking different funny things to tap to make Mechagodzilla move. And then just imagine them in like the Power Ranger setting where they're all sitting and facing random directions to make it move. <laughs> that would have been fun. Alas. All right. But yeah, these are going to be in the collector boosters because of course they are. Yeah. And Indeed. yeah. They're they're just neat, and they are. Whether you you like the the business practice or not, whether you like Godzilla or not, I think you have to admit it's neat. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go nifty. This is nifty, is what. Yeah, it is. see, I think if this goes well, we might actually see similar things in the future. Like, what if next time we go to Anastrad, they make a deal with Universal and they start putting actual monsters in? Like, that'd be cool. That would be amazing. Like, most of these settings have shout-outs to different things. Or if we got, like, a Greek mythology, Therosi thing, where they're just actually using the Greek gods and over the stand-ins. I am cool. actually really digging some of this comic book art. Yeah, the comic book uh, art. Just, yeah, it's just really neat. The uh, So, again, the comic book art, the lined art here, this is the, the showcase treatment that some of these cards get, including the Planeswalkers. Uh, the the comic book version of Vivian and of uh, Luca are both yeah, seriously Luca. awesome. That's just neat. I really like the the comic book Cloud Piercer right next to Luca too. And these like mythos, these mythos arts. Ah, oh, those are so cool. Yeah, burninating the villages. Did, did you see the? Uh, the dinosaur turtle that wasn't Godzilla Doom Inevitable, uh, Bill. I appreciate that, too. Yeah. I like that it has haste. <laughs> it is a turtle with haste, and it's not a changeling. Yeah. 
but beautiful uh, and majestic. Yeah. Is there, is there anything else really to say about it though at this point? Nah, like Manipul went over the cards. That's where you go for yeah. the card. Yeah, that's that's where you want to go. But I, I could go for an entire set done in the comic book art style. I don't know the setting that justifies mm. that, but I could go for um, it. Um, noir. Noir setting. I, I got it. You Whatever the setting is, you do the yep. same deal with Toho, but you do it with Marvel. Like, I think noir setting would be cool. Like, if they did it with Marvel, that'd be great. If they did it with DC, that'd be great. But, like, although if you did it with DC, I just want Bruce Tim to do everything. So maybe not. But if you did it with Marvel, like, I think the noir thing could be pretty cool. Yeah. So I hope nobody came here expecting me to hate that we have all these arts because I just I just don't I think it's neat. Cool. I'll hate something else later. Don't worry. Give it like a few minutes. It'll be fine. Yeah. And also uh, because we said this on the Manipool, uh Toho doesn't own King Kong, but if you look in Mono Green at Kogla the Titan Ape, we and then it. read what it does, that's King Kong. That is but- the, one of the most top-down cards I've ever seen. Yeah. But Toho doesn't own King yeah. Kong, so this isn't King Kong. Although, in the Manipool chat, people are like, isn't King Kong in uh, the public domain? And I went, I don't want to touch that, because I don't know how any of that works. There's a I lot of yes Disney and a lot of no, now, so. and it's not worth the trouble. Disney owns most everything else, why not? King Kong is living in a weird world where someone owns the book rights, multiple people own the movie rights, nobody wants to deal with it, just don't even worry about it. Um, yeah. When it comes to properties I wanted to be in here that they obviously can't get because it's also not Toho, I wanted there to just be a human who transforms into a giant ultra human, let's say, and have him fight the big things too. Classification might be the closest I'm going to get. Put that on Squire. It'd be awesome. Wait. Why does classification have two different arts like it's got the the widescreen treatment here um fancy promo pack wait what does it look like okay it's the cat in the normal boosters the draft boosters and then it's got but what is what is this this extended borderless thing that they did here no below that the one with oh, the, the giant thing frog thing. Right. Uh, it says P bundle. Oh no, P is promo. It says bundle. So that's the one that comes in the thing that used to be called a fat pack. Got you it. get an alternate art version of classification. Mm. Luckily, they put the kitty on the normal on the version. One, yeah. Which is correct. Thank goodness. Otherwise, disappointment. I really love that these cards oh. put what these, uh, where these come from. Like, that says bundle, yeah. so all I had to do was look, and I could figure it out. That is one good thing that they've done with this. They haven't shown us the basic lands yet, have they? Uh, I don't know, have they? I don't uh, see them in the card image They have gallery. not, no. Huh. I bet they're cool. I'm oh, actually really know. hoping they look like normal basic lands, but just with giant footprints in them. It's like a big stomp in the middle of a forest. Like some of the oh you weren't there like some of the news footage that they showed uh, when the stream hadn't gone live yet but it was it was on they were cycling through a bunch of weird stuff that looked like someone flipping channels 
Yeah. Like there was a uh, uh, like QVC for those that are old and remember QVC. There was one of those where you could buy uh, imbued crystals. And every time they would flip back to it, it would have more crystals and be like, please buy things. And occasionally there was a helicopter shot of like uh, uh, a clearing in a forest with a giant footstep in the middle. And it was really cool. Someone put a lot of work into that pre-streamed stuff. It was fascinating to to watch. And we all had a good giggle. Nice. Yeah. But okay. So, yeah. There are two card image galleries, of course. There's the normal one, as always. And then there's a variance one that has all of the variants in it. And unlike every other time they've done this... There's not a link at the top that says go to the variance card image gallery. Yeah. So you're going to have to bookmark two things or something, which is really freaking stupid. But every other time they've done this, right here at the top was like uh, variance gallery here, click. And for some reason, they've just not done that this time. So feel free to yell at somebody at Wizards. (laughs) But not in Uh, person. Not in person. Uh, we've also got the uh, Commander 2020 card image gallery. So now there's three card image galleries that are live right now. I think the entire set here has been revealed. So I think this is complete. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because don't forget, that's a thing too. I think the deck lists actually were supposed to go public today. Yeah. That page isn't complete, but all the deck lists are out now. Well, what the hell? Oh, I bet it's got cards that haven't, from Ikoria, that haven't been previewed yet. That would make sense. That's just speculation. If the deck lists are out, I don't know why they wouldn't be here, unless they're cards that haven't been shown yet. And that does happen sometimes, that they tell us a name, but they don't show us the card yet, right? I I feel like that's happened before. Yeah, they would do that when they would show us the Do we have a link to that? Commander 2020. Oh, it's in four different articles instead of being one article with all of them. That sounds right. Thanks, this is Lassie. my surprised face. All right. I, I screen guess... cap that clues face and use it all the time when I am also surprised. Let's just open one up and look. Ah, oh, here we go. Other. Yeah, they're called Other. So some of these, I bet, are ones from... Uh, Commander 2020 because they're not in Gatherer yet and some of them are from uh, this other set. Akoria would be my guess. I want to see the art on Titan Hunter. Yeah. But okay. Uh, so yeah, that's a thing. Oh, wait, did you not see the art on Titan Hunter? Because it's in the Commander I'll look at it later. Card image gallery. Uh, what color is it? Black. Okay, let's go look at that just because. Titan Hunter. That's a big-ass chainsaw weapon. What? Yep. Oh, you look like you were born on an Xbox. Um. <laughs> yeah, this is some Gears of War level nonsense yeah. right here. <laughs> I mean, I'll accept that too, but yeah, that's that wasn't quite what I had in mind, but okay. Cliffy B was all over this card. Does anyone still remember Cliffy B? Anyone? No? Nope. Okay. Cliff Blazinski, the guy from 
whatever company did Gears of War. Anyway, man, yeah. Deadly Tempest looks terrible. Well, it's what it not is. as a card. I mean, I'm commenting on the artwork that looks yeah. that looks like it hurts. That's bad, man. All right, let's go back to uh, Ikoria because we've got. Hang on, here we go. Mechanics. All right, cycling is back. It's a big deal in the set. It, it's always a good mechanic. Let's skip over that. Let's skip over that. And let's skip over that. Okay, let's go back to the top. So cycling is back. All right, clues. Yeah. Let's see if your uh, soapbox is the same as mine. What do you think of keyword counters, clues? I think they're terrible. All right. I think they're absolutely, totally terrible. I I see why they want to do it. Okay, I I get the desire to go, hey, that thing there, we're going to give it this ability and they're just going to have it for as long as they're out there. Fantastic. We'll just give it to them. Oh, my God, does that lead to so much confusion? Right. Because, okay, they've given these little punch outs. You see the punch outs? They're there at the bottom of the bottom of Chewie's screen there, the little punch outs. These are going to come in booster packs i assume and you can you can punch these little tokens out and those little tokens you're then going to be able to put on your creatures when they've got first strike or menace or whatever it is that they've got which means that they're going to be everywhere they're going to be absolutely i almost swore everywhere that's where they're going to be and your your judges and your store staff are going to be picking up these pieces like forever in a day for that matter once you don't have these or you run out of these or you forgot to bring these or you left them two rounds ago at the table way the hell over there and somebody picked them up, you're going to start to use dice or little tiny scraps of paper. And it's probably going to be the little tiny scraps of paper. They're just going to be torn and they're just going to say first strike and first strike is spelled wrong and it's written in some terrible pen that's smeared all over the place because who knows? And you're just going to leave those on the table now too. And it's just, it's a night. It's a nightmare in paper, in person. This is this is like, I wake up in cold sweats from stuff like this. That's what this is. Now, this is in my view, what happens when you're designing for digital first? In digital, this is amazing. Like so, Clues' argument is literally, or soapbox is literally the same thing that I said. I love it. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Clues. So I understand the design space. I really do. Yeah. It's it's neat. But there's a lot of stuff that they do that they're like, hey, wouldn't it be neat if... And no one stops and goes, you know, logistically, this is horrible, right? Or maybe they do, and then they just go, well, yeah, but it's neat, so we're going to do it. And then they do it. Yeah, I think I said on the Manipool that it's one of those things that they would never have done two, three years ago, but they Um, have, uh, they've shifted their design philosophy on stuff like this uh, with the, uh, what's the word? The memory issues. Yeah. I prevent or present the exception though. Sure. Because they did this in the chimera cycle of artifact creatures a long time ago, a very long time ago. How long ago are we talking here? Um, like, cause that's more like Mirage or Visions, right? Yeah, I was going to say, I need you to name a set cause I don't think about magic in terms of years it's or time. They were in oh. Visions, I believe. Yeah. That was before, before modern design took over. Correct. So that literally doesn't matter. I'm just mentioning it because it was a thing that they did before. And I had thus have experience with exactly this because my college roommate animal made a chimera deck 
and we made little counters that said what abilities they had and we put them on the cards that sounds like something animal would do yeah yeah and um <laughs> it worked like we had counters and we put them on the cards and um because we had counters it played really nicely everything that clues just said about having scraps of paper all over the place would be true everything about how this is going to be a total mess once you don't have them is true if you hang on to the counters because you're the one who's bringing a deck that has these effects, it'll play fine. Yeah. Until they get bumped off. Well, that's everything on the table. Or somebody knocks the table. There are flat paper sitting on top of sleeve paper. I'm not yeah. as worried about things getting bumped off like I would with dice. Yeah. I was going to say, or somebody sneezes and all the paper blows it away. But look, if they're close enough to sneeze, something's gone terribly wrong. And frankly, I need to go wash my hands. Accurate. But yeah, so... I just had that anecdote because specifically I played with exactly what this is. And, and it yeah, fun. the card, let's see, gather the cards that he's talking about. I only ever owned one of them, but I can still remember the name. It was the 10 wing. Nope. There's a dash 10 wing. Isn't it called 10 wing? Yeah, there it is. 10 wing chimera. Yep. And it says you sacrifice 10 wing chimera, put a plus two plus one counter on target chimera creature, it gains flying. The idea was that they could literally Voltron into each other. Yeah, I think uh, there were plus two plus twos, but yeah. And, and, uh, but this was before they had like technology to turn it into a whatever or whatever. So, yeah. uh, and screw you, I use Gather all the time because it's better to look at on stream. Scryfall is ugly. It's better functionally, but it's ugly. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you had all... I, I forget how many Chimera there were, but if you had them all, there you could... Four. There yeah. were four. You could pick one and uh, Voltron the rest on top of it to make like a super Chimera, like Voltron. Yeah. And it was a really cool, flavorful thing, but mechanically, it was it was bad. <laughs> yeah. It was. Like, there were four of them. Each one was plus two, plus two, and a keyword. Um, this was before Vigilance, if you want a time frame. Um, and so, like, three of them had keywords, and one of them was attacking doesn't cause it to tap. Um, yeah. It was neat. It, it played okay. Like, I, I think this will be fine. Just, if you're going to play with these cards after this stuff is less around, it's on you to actually bring counters for it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like I said on the mana pool, I love the design space uh, on digital format. This is fascinating. It's just practically in paper. It sucks. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there you go. I've said my piece. Neat. So, now we go to Mutate. Mutate. Mutate is freaking weird. It's it's this bizarre combination of augment from uh, unstable, unstable, yeah, and bestow from Theros, mm -hmm. and uh, a fever dream that Mark Rosewater had. I'm pretty sure somewhere in this party, Morph wandered in and was like, "I don't know, man," but yeah, yeah. There's, so there's a lot of weird going on here. You can cast a creature with mutate for its mutate cost, which is still casting the spell, and it goes either on top of or below another creature, whether that creature has mutate or not. And you go on top of or below what? 
Okay. The creature on top of the, the pile, don't use the word stack because stack has a meaning in magic. So call it a pile. Right. Yeah. Or call it an amalgam. That's what I'm going to do. So the creature on top of the pile of amalgamated uh, cards is your main creature. So that's where you get the name, and that's where you get the uh, stats, the power and toughness. And it's got all the abilities of every creature underneath it. So if you take, well, here's the example. If you take the 2-4 uh, with Vigilance, and you mutate the Cloud Piercer on top of it, then you've got a 5-4 with Reach, and whenever this creature mutates, you can discard a card and draw a card, and Vigilance. But if you mutate it underneath it, you've got a 2-4 with Vigilance and Reach, and whenever this creature mutates, you may, uh, what's discard and then draw? Rummage. Yeah. Um, remember that the numbers for the power and toughness are from the top card. Yeah, that's the important bit. The numbers and the name... Psychologically, you will mess this up once. The numbers and the name and the type are from the top card, but all of the abilities in the text box are from all the cards in the pile of amalgamated creatures. Yeah. And when you decide to mutate something else onto this, you could put it anywhere in the pile because whether the only one place that matters is on top or not on top. Mm-hmm. So, I guess technically you can only put it on the bottom, but the pile order doesn't matter other than top or not top, so whatever. Order them in the way that makes the best flavor text story, as long as the relevant creature is still at the top. There you go. So, it's it's very strange, and whenever anything happens... Okay, well, let's, let's, let's not do that yet. If someone goes to mutate onto your Moscote Goriak, the 2 forward Vigilance... If you, if you try to mutate onto it and someone kills it in response, just like Bestow, your Cloud Piercer will just hit the battlefield as a Cloud Piercer. So you remember Bestow worked that way. If you tried to put the Bestow creature as an enchantment, as an aura on a creature, and they killed that creature, you just got the Bestow as a creature instead of as an aura. It's the same thing. And the other thing that's completely foreign to me, if someone kills your because it's one creature remember it's just one creature it's just a pile of one creature if someone kills it all of those go to the graveyard okay that makes sense yeah but if you bounce it they all go to your hand i don't like that that's so weird to me i don't like that it makes me feel icky but what yeah. Where? Where? I need a uh, reference. Your I'm hand. working on it. It's it's in the bottom paragraphs somewhere. Do, 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 do. Okay, if a mutated creature leaves the battlefield, all of its components go to the appropriate zone. So if it dies, each card ends up in the graveyard. Uh, Same with exile, your hand, or your library. So if someone shuffles in your amalgamated pile, they all get shuffled in. Right? So, yeah. Because, remember, it's a, it's, a, it's a pile of cards, but it's still one creature. It's not like a creature with an enchantment and an aura. No, no, no. It's just one creature yeah. with a lot of abilities. So they're, they're all Cronenberg together. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are. I understood that okay. reference. Then you can All play right. them back out in a different order if you want. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that it's wrong. Like, I think that's probably the best way to actually implement it, but it's still weird. Um... Oh, Lord. Chat just said, apparently, if you flicker it, they come back separately. And if you if you mutate a bunch of stuff onto your commander, and your commander goes... You choose to put your commander in the command zone, all of those cards go with it, and they get stuck there, apparently. Yeah, Wait, there's no way to get them back out. Well, so, that makes no sense. But why not? I mean, like, only Putting the it in the command zone is, is a replacement effect. Yeah, but it's just for that one card. Well, that one creature, yeah. Uh, no, that one card. Look, man, I didn't read the rules AMA. Apparently, Vincent did. <laughs> yeah, okay. I didn't I didn't rule it, read the rules AMA either. I'm, oh, I'm still... he said it's only if you put it directly into the command zone using leadership vacuum. Okay, that makes more sense. Oh, okay, that, thank you. That, yeah, all right. Um, I, I, as I also understand it, someone did ask in that AMA, and again, I haven't read it either. This uh, came to me. I'm going to say I got it from Twitter. I don't know. Uh, that if you uh, manage to uh, phase the creature somehow, all of it phases out. Yeah, but it should all phase back in together. Yes, it phasing does. isn't which like is closed phasing works for everything else, which is to yeah. say don't it hasn't do it, like but... it hasn't changed zones. It's there but not there. I, I've always liked the uh, the judge cast analogy that you just put a coffee cup over that card. Just it's set a, a card. <laughs> That's a good one. That is good. Yeah. Yeah. Just put your elbow so, on it. Just. <laughs> does anyone else find it weird that they specify non-human? No, because humans can't mutate. And then the um, X-Men are like, <clears throat> but there's no X-Men on this plane. That that just is sort of like, I get the flavor of it, but that feels weird to me too. Like that's something to remember now. I mean, it specifies it in all the reminder texts. So, okay. And again, it's one of those things where we'll just know this after we play with it for a while. Sure. Like right I, now, it's all brand new and bizarre and stupid. Sure. But it's sort of like Morph. Like when Morph first came out, I was playing then. We were all like, what? And there we kept coming up with weird corner cases with the rules. It turns out they're all covered. It's just We just didn't know them. Yeah. And it, now really... I can do Morph all day because I've been playing with it since... Onslaught. Yeah. So Cloud Pierce, not Cloud Pierce. Uh, Butate will end up the same way eventually. I'm sure it will. I'm just also imagining people forgetting that their creature is a human and doing something, and then no one noticing for a while, and then it being awkward. But like again, we'll learn it. It's just a thing out there. Yeah. Also, what happens if it becomes a human? It's fine because the targeting is covered, so it just is also a human now. That uh. Wait, I think it's just a targeting requirement. Yeah, you mean once it's got uh, stuff on it? I don't think it matters. But if someone yeah. makes it a human somehow in response to you trying to mutate on it, then the bestow thing happens and you just get a creature right. next to it. Right, it just falls in. Yeah. Yeah. Can I sacrifice my dude in response to trying to put a mutate on him to get a creature out cheaper? I think you can, yeah. That's neat. Because once it's on a, on the stack, it's just a spell. Yeah, like I don't think evolve. it clarifies that it cares who does what to it. But because most of these mutate for cheaper than they creature, from what Correct. I've seen. 
Yeah. But then you don't get, there is the, all the cards that say when something mutates or when this yeah. mutates, you get a bonus. Like the, the Cloud mm-hmm. Piercer. And if you scroll down a bit, the Zagoth Mambi, uh, Mamba says, yeah. whenever this creature mutates, target creature and opponent controls gets minus two, minus two until end of turn, which is just sick nasty. Yeah, like this is one of those weird cases that isn't likely going to be the right idea most of the time, but it's good to know you have the option. Like, I attack with this thing, and then I put a mutate thing on it, but oh no, haha, just kidding, it's sacrifice. Now I have a blocker. Like, good stuff like that. Now, uh, I, I got to be honest, this is literally the first time I've actually seen how any of this mutate stuff works, and I didn't see the AMA, and I haven't seen the actual rules text that's going to go into the comp rules either. When I, I put my Cloud Piercer onto this uh, Moss Coat Goriak, okay, yes. okay, for the first time, so Moss Coat Goriak is out. I put Cloud Piercer either on top or on bottom, but they've mutated together. I've, I've done this thing. Yeah. Does that trigger cloud piercers whenever this mutates or does that not trigger until I do it again later? My understanding is that it does. Yeah. Okay. Chat says yes. Okay. Cause right. otherwise you'd have to wait and play something else, which is really dumb. That would be awful. Yeah. So I'm glad that they went that way. All I'm right. kind of surprised it doesn't say something like, after this creature mutates, but I don't know the rules language to make that work properly. So, yeah. But yeah, casting something onto something else for the mutate cost is this mutating. So, yes. Yay. Okay. Thanks. Cool. Mutant monsters. All right, so uh, Companion, I suppose? I guess. Companion is bizarre. Uh, yes. So com- Companion, there there are ten Companions in Ikoria, one for each two-color, one for each guild, essentially, if I remember correctly. And uh, they start... Uh, okay, they have a Companion ability, and if your deck... Like your 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 Okay, deck. so let let's talk about the you could just run this, okay? It could just be a card in your deck, period. It's just a card, ignore everything else. Correct, yes. Or or it starts the game in your sideboard. And yes. if you're playing in a format that doesn't have a sideboard, like you're just casually playing, it's just outside the game. Yes. Before the game starts, you have to tell your opponent, hey, before we do anything, like before we you actually start this game. I got this companion. Look at him. He'll be over here. If you do that, then your deck, your starting deck has to, has to comply with whatever their companion condition is. So in this case, uh, this, this one is your starting deck contains only cards with converted mana cost three. Now, three or greater. Oh uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Three or greater a- and land cards, of course. Um, your sideboard doesn't count for these qualifications. Right. So you can have whatever whatever mana cost you want in your sideboard. Totally cool. But your starting deck, like the, the, one, the one you shuffle up and present game one, that one has to comply. Then, once per game, you can cast your companion from the sideboard as if it were in your hand. Yeah. It's not, but it could. 
you know, just, just, just once that's just important. Once. And once it goes onto the stack for that, uh, that card is now in the game, which means if it's countered while it's on the stack, just goes to your graveyard. If it resolves, great. It's on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. If it gets killed, it goes to the graveyard. It's now part of this game. We brought him in from the outside. Yep. But just for that game, once the game ends, he goes back to back to where he was. Yep. And it's really weird. It's very strange. The fact that with a deck building restriction of some variety, like this one is all cards that are that cost three or more. There's one that's all cards that cost two or less. There's one that's all cards have a different name. Those are the only three I know off the top of my head, but there are several. Um, and that means that at some point... That means that you've got this this creature in your starting hand for all time, essentially. Like, you can cast it whenever the hell you want. As long as it's your companion. And if it's your companion, that means that you're complying by the deck building. So it's very weird. But only once. So people in the chat right now are complaining, are uh, are comparing it to, like, Hearthstone. And that's not the same thing at all. Because Hearthstone had Gen and Baku, who changed your hero power, which is a thing that's available all the time that you can use every turn if you like. This is a one-shot. This is not going to break magic in any way whatsoever, like those two cards did for Hearthstone. So don't get that in your head. It's like a one-shot commander, almost, is how I think it's safer to think of, if you must think of it in some way like that. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing stories about the people that managed to pull these things off and limited. Ha! Um, <laughs> that sounds fun. That does sound fun. Like, in draft, you could probably work around some stuff, but I want to hear about the person who just skipped all one and two drops in their sealed pool and busted this out. Because <laughs> that's so, not yeah. the worst idea. Uh, this guy is Karuga the Macrosage. Is a 5-4 for 3 and 2 blue-green hybrid, because all of these are hybrid. And uh, this one is a legendary creature, Dinosaur Hippo! Hipposaurpotamus. Yeah. And uh, when Karuga the Macrosage enters the battlefield, draw a card for each other permanent you control with converted mana cost 3 or greater. Yeah. That that's a thing. It's a weird thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. How many cards do you need to get off of this for it to be worth it? Three. Um, I mean, is it is it really running that big of a cost on you? I mean, you just have to have permanence on the battlefield when you cast it. Yeah, like I I think worth it for a lot of cards if they're doing something you want to do anyway. Is just do you get something cool? Like a lot of it's just gravy. Hmm. So yeah, that's that's the first one. Uh, now there is one that uh, has already been banned in Commander and caused a kerfuffle. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What was, the name? what was the name of that damn card? I just remember it was. Oh, here we go. Lutri. Yeah. So let's let's go through it real quick because this is news. 
Lutri the Spellchaser for one and two blue-red hybrid is a 3-2 legendary Elemental Otter, who is adorable. And the companion condition is each non-land card in your starting deck has a different name. And this was banned in Commander literally minutes after it was previewed. And I would say correctly so. Correctly so, yeah. Definitely correctly so. Now, well, okay. Correctly so as a companion, yes. This card would be fine as a commander because the effect is it's it's a 3-2 three, for 3 with flash and when it enters the battlefield, if you cast it, copy target instant or sorcery spell you control and choose new targets for the copy. The ability literally doesn't matter. But the fact that if you're playing a commander deck with blue and red in it, you're already, because you're playing commander, you're already meeting the companion requirement. So you might as well have it as your 101st card. There's no reason not to. And it's an auto-include in every uh, commander deck that runs blue and red. Yeah. There's no reason, there's literally no reason not to. It would be a mistake not to. Yeah, and that's a bad precedent. Uh, Oh, yeah. Okay, Stark pointed out, uh, this wasn't like the commander people saw it and went, oh god, and banned it. They timed the ban announcement so that it would go up after this was uh, previewed because they had... They knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they saw it and went, BAN! They they were aware ahead of time. Yeah. This uh, is not at all something that they want to become a staple. Yeah. Personally, like, I think that's a good call. Having this as a companion in Commander is just bad for the format on the whole. Banning this card from being someone's commander or from being in a deck? There's There's no reason for that. It's you mean just little... making sure it's included in the 100? Yeah, like, like having this yeah. in your 100 is, or, you know, as your commander, having it in as your commander or in the other 99 is fine. Because the command zone is not outside the game. So, but even so, he's your commander. It doesn't matter. Uh, So that would be fine. But because they don't do banned as commander or banned as whatever anymore, they're just banned. Yeah. I, I think they might want to rethink that, personally. That's just me talking. Sure. Also, as I said on the mana pool, it's what house rules are for. If your playgroup, if you love otters, and a lot of people love otters, and you're like, I built an it deck, Lutri is my commander, get over it. They'll probably go, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. Just don't take it to, uh, like, uh, a Magic Fest if those ever start up again. Don't take it to a Magic Fest and try to play with uh, randos, because it's banned. Yeah. Also, it's blue. Also, it's blue. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, that's just... That's just the thing. Yep. Oh, and it's banned in Brawl, too, for a similar reason. Yeah. But, Uh yeah. There's your mechanics. Like, here is a companion. Each non-land card in your starting deck shares a card type. Not a creature type. A card type. So that's almost certainly going to be, what, artifacts or uh, creatures? (laughs) Weird enchantments from Theros. (laughs) Yeah. Here's one that says your starting deck contains only cards with even converted mana cost. Oh, you can't even. 
Nice. And that's all we have in the card image gallery right now. I think now. those are neat cards. I like the idea of it. Yeah, it's bizarre. Having, I'm... like I said, this legendary creature just over here to the side that's essentially always in your opening hand. With a like deck it... building restriction. Like in Hearthstone, that makes perfect sense because Hearthstone's been doing stuff like that for a long time yeah. now. But in Magic, it's like, what? I think it's really cool. Um, the only real hesitation I have from it is just whenever I see something in Magic that is 100% of games can happen, I'm a little more leery of it. Not that I think it's going to break anything, but like that's incredible consistency. And the game is usually built to not make that easy. But I also remember when people were making their um, you know, Insect Elaboration decks because Delver of Secrets has effectively a soft deck building thing. It just happens to be what that deck wanted to do anyway, which is run a bunch of instants and sorceries. Very true. So, like, depending on what's good and how well that aligns with some of these, some of these might just be a go-to extra card um, straight up in those decks, because why not? But I'm curious to see where it goes. It's got my interest. I'll give it that. Like, yeah. all of the mechanics of this set have my interest. Yeah, I think this is probably, especially with uh, Mutate and Companion being in the same set, this has got to be the most complex set of magic outside of something weird like Time Spiral ever. Yeah. It's got a lot. I I think that this is probably one of the first sets that was, like I said before, clearly designed for digital and we're seeing how well paper keeps up. I think it's an experiment. I think you're right because all think about it. All of these mechanics, companion, it's done for you. Like you don't have to go back through, okay, is everything in here actually even or am I an idiot? Like you don't have to double check yourself and there's probably going to be just a little thing off to the side that shows your companion on arena always. Yeah. Uh Mutate? That's amazing in digital. All you do is pick top or not top, and you mouse over it, and it'll sh- or, or highlight it or whatever, and it'll show you everything that this card does. It'll probably even spare you the unnecessary power and toughness at the bottom because it doesn't need to be there. Yep. Oh, yeah, almost certainly. I mean, it'll probably spare yeah. you even the visual effect of there being yeah, that many it'll cards. just add it to the box like they have been in Magic Online and other things when you give things effects. Yeah. And we already talked about how keyword counters are brilliant on digital and a pain in the ass of paper. Absolutely terrible. And then cycling is just cycling. That one doesn't count. But <laughs> Cycling is just the mechanic that they put in a set when they want to grease the wheels. And let's face it, with giant monsters everywhere, you, you need yeah. to grease the wheels. I am surprised, though, that they went with Cycling instead of Kicker. But I think Cycling is probably a playtest choice after they actually tried this and just kept getting stuck with big, dumb things in their hand. Um, Because Kicker is usually the thing they dig out for sets that are just going to have big stuff running around. And I think they just want you to actually spend your mana on creatures rather than other things. Which is fine. And... Uh, Stark also just pointed out in the chat that the timing on this, as Bill said, this is probably the first set that was fully designed with digital fully in mind. And the timing on this is amazing. 
because we're all stuck in the house. (laughs) Or we should be. If you're not stuck in the house, maybe look at what you're doing. We've ranted about this many times in the past. Go inside, play with dinosaurs. Exactly. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Ooh, that'd be an awesome red steal your guy for a turn threaten card. That would, yeah. Sudden but inevitable betrayal. That'd be great. They could do a whole series of split cards that are something but inevitable something. Yeah. That would be funny too. Yeah. Sudden betrayal. I don't have any other examples. <laughs> that was pretty good. All right, so that's some Aquarius stuff. Uh, of course, if you want the story on cards, there, there's a page for that that's got just all kinds of just little story stuff from the cards, same as they did with... Uh... <coughs> Eldraine, there we go. Ah. Excuse me, I ran out of drink while I was eating my oatmeal cream pie, and so uh... now, of course, I'm choking. Um... There, there's uh, an ebook available for pre-order. Uh, Ikoria, Lair of Behemoths, Sundered Bond, by uh, Django Wexler. So that comes oh, out uh, tomorrow, actually. Do we know other things by Django Wexler? He did something else magic-y not long ago, but I'll be damned if I can remember what. Yeah, because that name sounds real familiar. They picked his name to make the title the most confusing they could on the cover of a book. I can see that. What? What? Hey, guys, what is a uh, chat? What is the other thing that Django Wexler did that was magic related? Could someone tell me or look that up? Because I'm sure some of you and somebody in chat knows this already. Or one of you two could look it up. I'm looking. Uh, I'm looking. Read uh, the page. Is it on the page? Is it on the page? Oh, he did the Gathering Storm. Oh. What the hell is that? That doesn't tell me anything. Well, love prequel novella to the War of the Spark Saga. It does tell me that. I just have to keep reading. Is it well loved, or did they make that part up? No idea. I obviously I didn't well love it because I don't remember anything about it. But I never read it either. So, granted. If you mean compared to the crap other novel that they released, it's probably well-loved by comparison. Huh? Huh? That's not what I read, so I don't know. <laughs> huh? <laughs> so, okay. Now, there's one more... Uh, Space Godzilla in the room that we need to talk about. Kind of do. Oh, well, okay, before that, obviously... A new set coming out means there's a new mastery system thing going on on uh, Arena. Uh, this one will have an Akoria Cub. Oh! And instead of unlocking various rarities, the Akoria Set Mastery will allow you to change your pet into various mutations. Oh my god. That's mm-hmm. actually kind of huh. adorable. Is that a colon not followed by things? Uh, yes, yes it is. Just checking. Wait, where? Under oh, wait, Mastery Pet Akoria Cub, the very last thing, there's a colon and there's nothing to follow. Because like, I'm going to choose to read this literally and think that one of the things it changes to is Avatar. Yeah. And another one is Cards and Sleeves and maybe yeah. Golden Gems. 
and events. Yeah, look, there's four. It says that there are four additional mutations, so look. That's pretty cool. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, that's sort of a gimme, but hey, if you, wanted, if you wanted to know about it, there's a link in the show notes. Now, the Space Godzilla in the room. Okay. So, the card Void Beckoner is an 8-mana... <clears throat> dang it. An 8-mana 8-8 eight, eight with Death Touch that has cycling, and when you cycle it, you put a Death Touch counter on the target creature you control. Murder hat. It's, it's, it's a murder hat. It's a limited... A creature, right? It's a limited card. Totally. Straight up. This is a card that you play in limited. Uh, the problem is, it got the Godzilla treatment. Now remember, this is months and months ago. I'm talking to like the two people who don't know this already, who are listening to this. Yeah. So apologies if you're like, yeah, we know Chewie. Shut up. There's that one guy listening who doesn't. Steve, he's been stuck on the bus alone, and he doesn't know why. Steve, get off the bus. What? No, there's no one else on the bus, so he's good. Driving the bus? <laughs> But he's just on the bus in the parking lot going. Oh, well, that's Steve's fault. Well, um, so, yeah. The problem is, Space Godzilla, has his his breath weapon in, in Space Godzilla movies is called the Corona Beam. Which is, you know, neat. But yeah. they named this card Space Godzilla Death Corona. Yeah, it's a big yikes. And now, remember, this was all finished months ago. Like, months and months ago. Before the Virus Nation attacked and everything changed. So, yeah. It's it's called Space Godzilla Death Corona. And it is a thing that gives things death touch. It has death touch. And it gives things death touch. Now, I think this this is purely just uh, uh, me speculating. But I think if the name wasn't Death Corona, I think they would have just said, uh, okay, and let it go. But it's called Space Godzilla Death Corona. And that is... Uh, that's a problem. That's a problem. It's... Okay, how did I word this on the Manipool? Uh, it doesn't matter... If it doesn't offend you, okay, we don't care if it doesn't offend you. If it doesn't offend you, shut up and be not offended. You are insanely lucky, okay? It's not about you. (laughs) Because the COVID-19 coronavirus is currently in the process of killing literally millions of people around the world. So, you know, before it's all done, that is, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be millions. It might be millions. Or, I don't actually know. Do it's what? bad. And there's a chance that someone, you know, or someone you play against will be affected by it uh, more directly. <laughs> my, uh, my co-host, Brian, his hot sister <laughs> has COVID-19. Her oh. husband because damn, she got married. Has Corona uh, COVID nineteen? It's been reported at the assisted care facility where his grandmother lives. All right, it's not about you. If something happens to Brian's hot sister 
or her husband or her child. They have like a four-year-old who, as far as we know, does not have it somehow. Or his grandmother. Having someone play Space Godzilla Death Corona and going, Isn't that funny? No. No, it's not. You know what? There's no swearing on Monday Night Magic, but that's fucked up. And if you think it's not, no one cares <laughs> about right. you and your opinions here. This is a very serious thing, all right? Because I, myself included, when they first mentioned this on the reveal stream, I was like, the first thing I did was go, okay, that's funny. Because it is. The timing is so hilariously bad. And then I was like, I don't really know if that's necessary. And then I thought about it for more than half a second. And I went, yeah, that's necessary. So what they're doing, I haven't even said that yet. What they're doing, it's in the first print. It, it's it's in the first printing and it's it's that's it. Because it, it's already been printed. It's too late. It will not be in any of the subsequent reprints of the set. Uh, or, or not reprint. That's the wrong word. The, uh, the, the second, second, print second print, second, third print runs, print runs. That's the word. Uh, and on arena, it it's going to be renamed. I don't know why, but it's going to be renamed space Godzilla void invader, which is fine. And on magic online, it's just not there. Um, do we know of any of the Toho things that are in magic online? Yeah, yeah, they're going to be in treasure okay. chests. I don't know then. So, it's it's really weird that there's in 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 arena they're not removing it, but they're changing its name, but in Magic Online they're just removing it. And then in second printings they're just removing it rather than fiddle with new printings cuz I'm sure logistically they just can't change um, a physical printing of it. Maybe they don't want to deal with the fact that when it's in Magic Online, it enters a secondary economy. Maybe. But you think they would just make it Void Invader on Magic Online and it would be yeah. fine. So I, I'm sure there's a reason that there's these different uh, versions yeah, on the different platforms. Really weird. But yeah, this this is... It's not just a PR nightmare. Like, it's about... It's about having compassion for people because before this is all over, we're all going to know someone who either died to COVID-19 or we're going to know someone who has someone that died to COVID-19. We just are like, it's big, it's massive, it's world changing and trying to be cute and saying, well, Corona means crap. Shut up. All right. No, this is not the time or the place for that. It's not about you. You remember like a month ago, when we named the episode Wash Your Hands, my opinions on things have not changed since then. In fact, they've gotten more strict. So, just saying. Yeah. The only thing that bothers me about this is that these Space Godzilla Death Corona cards are going to be like Chase cards because there will not be any more printings of it. And you know that one guy who thinks he's cute is going to be playing them to be cute. Yeah, and I can almost guarantee that that guy has a playmat that is not appropriate at this tournament. Yeah. Three booths. So, 
Yeah, I hate I hate to get real on you, but this is one of those serious things. Now, if you want something to laugh at, this is a very <laughs> a very serious article about a very serious topic. And the title is <laughs> Statement on Space Godzilla. <laughs> Which came out on April 2nd. Which came out on April 2nd. <laughs> yeah. And that makes me happy beyond all reason. Yeah. yeah. It's a funny thing to see when you're scrolling through the archives. Uh, someone in chat asks, what am I supposed to do if I open this at the pre-release? You're not going to be at a pre-release, so who cares? You're going to be at home. That's a fair <laughs> point. If you're playing at a sealed event in the future where they're still using the first round of these things, then one, that's good for all of us because it means suddenly things got great while this was still in sealed circulation. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I would assume that in the event that this ever comes up, it's going to be up to whatever your tournament people want to let you do. They'll probably let you replace it with something else. Because I imagine most people will be sensitive to it whenever we get to that point. Hopefully. Uh, hey, there's a thing. Uh, did we did we talk about this last time about uh, doing pre-releases at home? Did we ever cover that on this show? No, because... What have I done? Something about it changed at some point since then? Did it? I thought I, there, somebody in the Discord server was was talking about it, and then they went, wait, something changed. And I was like, huh? Because I wasn't paying attention and didn't care. But I will never find that in the Discord server now. Yeah, no, you, you certainly won't. Do, do, oh, the set got delayed by a month. Is that what changed? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, so the set... Uh, why is that not an article that we could click on? Did we just miss it? Um, I didn't see it while I was scrolling through sets. Du, 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 du. Was it March like, 2020 right now, event changes? So, like, I see um, Play April 16 and the Ikoria banner. For arena. Yeah, when does anyone know? Okay, okay, hold on. I think I finally found oh, the article. Changes to the release of Akori. Okay, I found it. It's a whole. I was looking for something less blatant. All right, let's see here. Blah blah blah. All right, oh, uh, Chewy, can you drop a link to that one in the in the, the chat? I'll do it. You keep going. Thanks. I'll grab it. Okay, for the safety of those working on our distribution and shipping centers, as well as an acknowledgement that some places can't simply cannot open their doors. All right. April 10th, last day of previews. April 16th, Akoria released on Magic Arena and Magic Online. 17th will be pre-release and release in Japan, Korea, China, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. And then May 15th is pre-release and release in North America, Europe, Latin America, and Australia, New Zealand. Oh, they're combining pre-release and release weekends, which is a thing they should probably have done anyway. Yeah. Which they've been slowly inching their way towards that anyway. I'm yeah. hoping this is the one that does it. Uh, but the bit I was getting to is the pre-release at home thing, which uh, according to this here, 
uh, where's it at? Uh, stores can sell any products on those dates and can still let players play pre-release at home. Take home pre-release packs. Let's see here. We'll lift restrictions to allow stores to sell pre-release packs and commander decks for customers to take home without participating in an in-store event. If players do choose to take home a pre-release pack without participating in the main event, organizers may enroll those players in an at-home pre-release in Wizards Event Reporter so that their attendance will count towards future allocations. But this was March 9th before all the stuff changed. Yeah. So yeah, originally that was going to be a thing. They were like, well... You can just take the pre-release pack home, and will will they'll count for local game stores? Uh, and then it got pushed back a month. Yeah. Oddly enough, this link wasn't in the Monday Night Magic Discord uh, channel in the uh, TMP Discord server. That's why I missed it. So, your store may be allowing pre-release at home they may even mail it to you that's allowed by this yeah um check with your local store check with your when as we get closer to the actual paper pre-release date check with your local store who knows we may still completely be under lockdown by then who knows hopefully but i found the idea interesting that you could get a pre-release kit take it home play yeah which some of the uh <clears throat> let's see let's say shadier stores were doing that anyway <clears throat> not that i know of anyone who doesn't own a magic store anymore so it's fine uh yeah i know that a former owner not lucky a former uh magic store owner in my area after pre-releases were over, if he had any of the pre-release packs left, he would sell them to you for whatever. Uh, uh, oh, that's that's different if it's after the event. Well, it was okay. also after each day, except oh, for no, the ones that were like no, yeah. super sold, super uh, like sold out. You had to do it ahead of time. That's pretty sketchy. Yeah. So he, hey, uh, he was I've a very dropped, sketchy dude. <laughs> I've dropped one more link in there from the WPN site. And right. uh, if you which if you scroll down, which didn't open, yeah, it opened over it here. Thanks, Watsy, you dumbass. Get get over here. Is that on screen? That is on screen. Okay. For God's sake. Yeah, tell them you're in English in the U.S. again, because why not? Because I don't know why it doesn't remember that, even though they give you cookies. All right. Scroll uh, scroll all the way down to Friday Night Magic at home. So just keep going. Working on it, working Here it is, okay. Okay, and if you go just below that, it says at-home pre-releases, and there's just a thing that I want to point out while we're here. So uh, they tell you about how the at-home pre-release works for your your wizard store. By the way, this whole website that we're looking at right now, the WPN Wizards Play Network, this is primarily for stores and event runners. This is where they get their behind-the-scenes information about all this stuff. Uh, If you scroll down, there's this bit that says, uh, what about the no-charge prize packs? Okay, see it there? It's near the bottom of your screen. So when stores have pre-releases, in addition to their pre-release kits, they're sent prize packs that are to be used as prizes for that event. Okay. That's what those are for. So two prize packs should be included for each pre-release pack purchased. So what I'm not quite sure about 
is if you go and you buy a pre-release pack to take home for your event, is the store supposed to give you two of those prize packs that they were given to go with your box? I find this confusing. That's what it looks like it says. Like, I'm sure that no charge prize pack is a thing that means something to the store. Because WPN is for stores, remember? This is Yeah, this is, this is all for stores So I'm sure so. that's a thing that the person in charge knows what that means. I'm guessing that means that Watsi sends boxes to be used for prizes with the pre-release packs? Would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, I gotta be honest. I just, I just don't know. There's, hmm. So, yeah, you should, from the sounds of this, if you buy a pre-release pack to take home, you should get two boosters to go with it. Like, in addition to. That's what it sounds like. So, when May comes around, or April uh, 17th, for those of you on that side of the way, not that you're listening to this show, but if you are, uh, be sure to poke your store about that, because I have seen literally no one talking about this anywhere, and it says it right there so (laughs) yeah okay all right sorry sorry i went into the weeds there for a minute i'm back no 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 it was that was good weeds wait (laughs) yeah it's not legal in this state never mind it is around these parts and and technically this is weird well can i can i go with that digression for a minute why not we yeah why not yeah Uh, so I live in Michigan, and in Michigan, uh, medical marijuana is legal and recreational marijuana is legal. And right now, Michigan is on, like, Uber lockdown. Like, only things that are essential services are allowed to be open. But since medical marijuana is legal, and it is therefore medical, it's an essential service, which means pot shops can stay open and can still sell you recreational marijuana because they're open. Yeah, in fact, one of our, uh, I don't know if he's still in here or not, so I won't say a name, but one of our uh, our, our viewers, or, or listeners, or fans, or pooligans, uh, recently got a job with one of those before all this started, and they have been working his ass off. Oh, I'll bet they have. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, the the governor of North Carolina posted earlier today an update on our status for you know, businesses staying open, closed, whatever. And he sort of did a Q&A thing. And one of the questions was, why are the liquor stores still open? And the answer boiled down to a very polite way of saying, because a lot of you really need this. But the more formal reason is because you can't just cut everyone off of alcohol and expect things to not go absolutely horribly. See also prohibition. (laughs) Well, prohibition, but more like if you're addicted to alcohol and they make you cold turkey during a time when the hospitals are full it's bad it is it's bad. Really yeah bad. yeah so there's, there's a reason that there is medical alcohol like it actually exists now that's not usually the reason that er's stock it they usually stock it because if you uh if you ingest something that's processed through the same systems primarily through the liver and it would be toxic if it were actually absorbed through your liver what they do is they get you drunk because your body will preferentially shunt the alcohol to the liver because it's easier for it to break it down there. And it'll take whatever it is that you've ingested that you've poisoned yourself with. Uh, it'll, it'll shunt that basic. It'll just eject that, shall we say. It won't bother absorbing it because you've overwhelmed your body's ability to, uh, uh, to actually filter 
those things out of your blood. So yes, medical alcohol exists. Its primary reason is to get you drunk so you don't die, which sounds really weird, but it's absolutely true. Hashtag life hacks. All right, then. If you ever find yourself in a situation where you're in an ER and they are giving you medical alcohol, something has gone terribly wrong and you should probably reevaluate some life choices. Or your hospital choice? Or both? Choices in general. Just how did you become this? Yeah. So do we want to hit what's left in the notes? Yeah, so the last uh, things that I have open anyway, were there more things in the notes that, that I missed? Uh, or the Magic Fest Online weekly things that are going on. Which yep, that was what I had. I'm not going to lie. I didn't even know these were things. So, uh, but yeah, uh, Channel Fireball is doing Magic Fest Online weekly championships. And it's essentially because we can't have Magic Fest anymore doesn't mean we can't all get together and play Magic at a certain time when they tell us to. Gotta hype those singles to sell them. Uh, yeah, it's true. So, yeah, the first one, Mark Jacobson won with a Sultai Escape deck. And because Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, is totally a fine card. Oh my god, it's running Pelucranos Unchained. Get me out of here. Uh, I haven't looked at Standard in, well, I guess since the last Monday Night Magic, maybe two. I don't remember if there was any even Standard on that. So I'm not offering any commentary. The rest of the top eight, we've got uh, uh, Aniel Alcaraz on Racto Sacrifice, Bolan Zhang on a four-color control deck, which looks awful. Uh, like Just like those. a nightmare. Uh, Andre Santos running Bant mid-range. Uh, Ivan Flock running Bant mid-range. Uh, Danielle Ingalinera running Teamer Reclamation. And Lito Biala running Simic Ramp. And Ashley Munoz Preases. There we go. Running a Recto Sacrifice deck. You want to show your screen for that? Oh, crap. I forgot I clicked off of it because I was showing a nothing <laughs> yeah. screen. Son of a... All right. Hang on. Okay, so here here's the uh, Sultai Escape deck that Mark Jacobson won with, just in case anyone... The, the links are down in the description if you're on the podcast and the show notes. Yeah. Uh, all right, go back to the top. So, Racto Sacrifice, four-color control. I'm going to do this so you can pause it and check out the decks if you don't want to go look it up your, your own self. Uh, Bant Midrange. Oh, more different Bant Midrange. Teamer Reclamation. Sultai Escape. And Simic Ramp. And Reactive Sacrifice. There we go. Fixed it. Oh, wait. Wait, what is the... Is this 686? Did I screw up the number? Did we screw up the number? Um, For... For Monday Night Magic? It says number 686, Magic is canceled for now. So oh, okay. I'm assuming that means, like, I remember doing that episode. I, okay, yeah, so I, we I thought so. So, yeah, uh, person in chat, you just missed one at some point. All right. Uh, the second weekly uh, Magic Fest Online weekly, Andre Strosky won with uh, Bant Midramp. Is that a word? Uh, Bant can do what it wants. That's That is true, yeah. 
You can bant if you want to. You can leave your... Emblem behind? I don't know how to finish that. You can leave your abs end behind? I don't know. I don't, oh, no, they were the, they were the one about leaving your friends behind because only one person's attacking at a time. It still works. Oh, okay. All right, okay, fair. Uh, the rest of the top eight, we've got uh, Kinta Imai running Simic Flash. Oh, Flash. Yeah, there we go. Uh, Eli Loveman running a, a Rakdos Sacrifice deck. Huh. Uh, Matthias Leverato running uh, Teamer Reclamation. Uh, Mikulas Dio running Racto Sacrifice deck. Hey, look, Andre Strasky, he won. Uh, Luis Guichard, Guichard, something like that, running Teamer Reclamation. Luis Salvato running Teamer Adventures. Is this Everyone's top eight? Favorite Saturday morning cartoon. The Teamer Adventures. Da, 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 da. The Teamer oh, Adventure look. Hour. Allie Warfield made the top eight with Racto Sacrifice. Nice. Your other favorite Saturday morning cartoon. Is that the one you watched when your your parents weren't in the room? It's the one that happened if you waited more than three minutes into Soul Train and realized there was more. But <laughs> most of us just stopped. So there you go. That's... Yeah. uh. That's your top eight for the weekly Magic Fest Online number two. Yay. Okay, now Yay. we'll go back to just this screen. There we go. According to chat, CFE has been doing a surprisingly good job with this. And I'd like to thank Vincent for letting us know this was a thing so that I would go look it up so that I could share it with you because I... Yeah, we'll try to I keep an before, eye on those now that we're aware they're happening. Yeah, as I said before, I have not even thought about magic until Godzilla happened. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so we've had bigger and scarier things to talk about. Plus there's a new set in Hearthstone. So I play that more often. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Now I think so we had everything. I've not thought about it since 1954. When Godzilla happened. Oh, uh, okay. I was like, what? Make, making a reference to the first Godzilla film. Gotcha. See what you did there. All right, so that was... Wow, this is a short episode, and two hours later... Yeah, this was short. That's so how it guys, goes. If, if ever one of us utters the phrase, there's not a lot here, so it shouldn't take long, two hours. Yeah. Yeah, so let's wrap it up then, gentlemen. Yeah. So um, you can find me on Twitter, at SqueeGoblinAbob. Uh, there's no I in Goblin because social distancing means it has to stay at least six feet away. And quite frankly, I locked it outside. I mean, serves it right. It knows what it did. Um, but beyond that, yeah, like, I don't really have too much to say. Like, after the last few weeks of just talking about whatever, I feel like I've already said most of that stuff. Like, not, not much has changed the last week for me. I've just been crazy work busy. Um, I finally went back to playing um, Mass Effect Andromeda, and I'm running into different graphic problems now than I ran into before, so now I'm wondering if they somehow made parts of it worse, or if maybe there was a patch or something and like my computer doesn't like it, but I'm in an area that has dinosaurs, so it's on flavor with this, but they keep spawning inside of things where they shouldn't be. Like... I found a boulder, like a big dumb boulder with like a dinosaur head sticking out one end and a dinosaur tail sticking out the other end. And I'm like, that's wrong. But 
my favorite thing so far is that when they spawn, I think they're all spawning like 15 feet over where they're supposed to be. So like you'll just see dinosaurs dropping out of the sky and then running around about their own business. But I found one dinosaur that spawned on top of someone's house and it seemed to be stuck there. And I chose not to kill this one because I just want that to continue. <laughs> That's like my contribution to the world while everyone else is playing Animal Crossing is I left this Allosaurus on top of some guy's house. Um, and I'm hoping it stays there forever. Yeah, that is my tangent for right now. Um, as I said before, uh, if you're listening to cool music during the day, uh, tag me on Twitter because I'm still working like crazy all the time. And so I'm grabbing playlists from YouTube rather than just listening to my own stuff. Um, Chat pointed out, uh, Bill, that that uh, Allosaurus is Santa Claus. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> It sure did. <laughs> um, Made me happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, you know, is a thing, like, for the space chimneys, I understand. Um, but, yeah, like, if you've got fun soundtracks, like, post them, like, tag me. It's cool. I'm enjoying listening to music since I'm, I've been working from home since November, so that part's not new. But I kind of got tired of listening to audiobooks and stuff after a little while, too, because now that I'm doing work that requires my full attention, I can't do that anymore. So good background music is great. And I've started posting it to my own Twitter feed sometimes too. Thanks YouTube for giving me all of this, not likely legal content. Um, How do you feel about eight uh, bit Mega Man soundtracks? Because I tend to listen to those while I'm in the shower and like puttering around the apartment. Um, Mega Man soundtracks of all forms are great. Like that includes eight bit. Um, nice. Like you have to be careful though, because as long as you don't run into someone sampling Mega Man from Captain N, you're fine. If that happens, you now have an enemy and a job to take care of. Uh, cause that's, you awful. know what you have to do. Mega. Wow. Oh, he's going to get his assicus kicked. Um, <laughs> God, that show. I remember liking it as a child. But, I oh. did too. We were dumb oh. kids. We were so dumb. Uh, uh, FPNY41 through 25 bits. It said, also good music by Mega Ran. Oh, agreed. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So stuff like that's fun. Um, like share playlists and things like that. I'm always up for it now that I'm having to actually 100% focus for like 10 to 12 hours at a time. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. That sounds that's awful. cool. It is awful. Oh, okay. Um, good. Yeah. yeah every time I awful. poke away for a distraction, I see that people have like snapping turtles in animal crossing and they seem so happy and i'm like that's nice why do you guys <laughs> playing video games like i know that realistically i have a lot of job security right now and i'm not taking that for granted at all but it does feel like you're working through everyone else's spring break and that's kind of bad yes it does but regardless music is great listen to more music video game music is good things that don't have words are best um, so whatever you pop up in there. Also, let me know what you're streaming so that if I ever have time to stream again, I'll remember. Uh, cool. So now, uh, Clue. Hey, if you want to reach me, I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes on the Twitters. Um, I've been trying to put, you know, thoughtful tweets and happy tweets on the Twitter. So I know it's not normal Twitter 
from me, I guess, question mark. I don't know. I've been, I've been trying to, I've been trying to be more positive on Twitter. You should follow um, wholesome memes. I should. You should go listen to that guy that Chewy um, threw everyone to last week. He was the most wholesome thing in existence. We'll explain that later, Clues. Don't yeah. worry about it. Okay. All right. I'll, uh, I guess I'll talk to you about that later. Um, hey, Squee, I do have a couple of quick music recommendations. Okay. While we're here. Uh, first of all, uh, the Full Metal Alchemist soundtrack, just listen to that because it's really good. Uh, I will listen to it, but I will turn off Ready, Steady, Go because I survived anime fandom in the 2000s. Okay, fair. And you you heard it a lot. You heard it yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Um, how do you feel about lo-fi hip-hop? Um, I feel like it's amazing how many different ways people can rename the same music genre, but okay. it is fine to listen to. Because I recently discovered that Pandora has a pretty good lo-fi hip-hop station. Cool. So what is what is lo-fi hip-hop, and what was it also okay, called before? You... Do you remember uh, back in the day when Adult Swim used to show a lot of anime? Yeah. Do you remember the bumps that they would have in between commercial breaks? Vaguely. And there'd be music going on in the background? Yeah. A lot of that was lo-fi hip-hop. Like before people started really calling it lo-fi hip-hop. It's like really simple jazz. Yeah. It's really, it's really chill how i'll describe it like it's it's chill jazz that sometimes feels kind of video game backgroundy um it is good for background music like it's a thing it's just one of those things where like i when i first saw it i'm like what's that and then i clicked on it i'm like this doesn't at all sound like hip-hop is is this better than the cookie thing oh no the cookie thing is great man i still have that running i'm making lots of cookies just i don't use it interactively i'm i'm on i'm on non-interactive mode now i just let it do its yeah. thing i still accumulate numbers the number is going up it better but otherwise yeah, you're do, a do lot look of into cookies. lo-fi hip-hop it's not for everybody and it's not for all sure. the time but i used to click on it once in a while when i'd pull up youtube and it would be that same anime girl with her headset on for all time yeah um i don't think she's allowed to do that anymore but plenty of other people are doing it too right anyway i think that's it for me except that i i'm gonna agree with squee it really feels like i'm working through everyone's spring break because my my workload has gone way way up and uh, on that subject hey if you're taking classes online and you have reason to email your instructor please for the love of god and all that is holy tell them what class you're emailing from because if they teach more than one they probably don't know what your name is and that's just the way it is I don't want to have to take the time to figure out who you are so I can explain when the exam is because it may be different for different classes. So as some general life advice, when you are asking someone a question, give them all the information they would vaguely need to answer it up front and they will probably answer it. Yeah. Whether it's a teacher or you're putting in a bug report because something is broken or you want directions on how to make food, maybe mention up front that you're allergic to a thing or that you hate a thing. Or you're putting um, directions to your delivery driver in the app. Like if I get, I had this a couple days ago, if I see delivery directions in the app and it says second on the right. Second what on the right from what? It Those turns are Harry out, Potter directions. It turns out this person meant door in one of the apartment buildings. There were three apartment buildings 
It wasn't the, second, the building. second building. Yeah. It was the third building, but it's yeah. the second door. And this is I'm how you like, get cold food. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I'm like, what? So just I, more information is always better, people. It is. It is. Uh, I am always envious of all these people who are playing Animal Crossing, apparently. I haven't played any video games in three weeks because I have not had time. Yeah, anything that you can do to minimize the number of back and forths will increase your likelihood of success. That is true of everything in life. Do not give them more opportunities to ignore your email because you've annoyed them. And uh, if your question can be answered uh, in the announcement that I posted yesterday on the, the course webpage, but you didn't read that, I will very kindly respond and professionally respond, but I will be screaming inside the entire time. I, I maintain you just send them pictures, clues. Just, just kidding. That's yeah. it. No, no information. Just, just say, go to the announcement, picture of kitten. You'll feel better because you will be looking at pictures of kittens when you reply angrily. I've also considered uh, just bringing up the course webpage and highlighting the part that they want, taking a screenshot and just sending them that. That's going to be work over time, buddy. I know, yeah. but it might be worth it. It's cathartic. Lord. Okay, anyway. Anyway, over to Chewy. Uh, oh, and wash your damn hands. And stay the hell in the house. Even, and this is the thing I've also been saying for several weeks now, even my parents, who are old and hard-headed, have been on quarantine voluntarily for damn near a month now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying. And I haven't seen them in all that time because I love them and I don't want them to die. So I'm not seeing my parents because it's not about me, just like it's not about you. Now, uh, <laughs> I've got, what have I got? I always feel like I'm working through everyone else's uh, spring break because, but then in the middle of the day, because I'm always sitting here working, you know, but I could also get up and go do something else. So it's a weird conversation where sometimes I feel like I'm working through everyone else's spring break. And then other times I feel like I'm on spring break while everyone else is working. Oftentimes in the same day. It's a weird sensation. Anyway, I also have zero interest in Animal Crossing. There, I said it. All right? Nah. I don't care. It's not for me. <laughs> Not your genre. That's fair. Who are we talking about? Right. Uh, there is. There's a lot of stuff going on here on Twitch.tv/slash The Manipool, and over on YouTube.com/slash The Manipool. Uh, the new set hype for Hearthstone. It's called Ashes of Outland. Is in full swing. So over the last week or so, we've had set reviews. Mike and Brian and I from The Manipool did a full card by card set review in three videos. And then Mike and I did a full Demon Hunter review in one video because they're adding a new class to Hearthstone. It's like adding a new color to magic. It's going to be weird. So, yeah, it's also rotation. So Mike and I have recorded a big, here's every all the three sets that are rotating out and what that, what, what that means for the, the classes, what's not in them anymore. And uh, that'll be going up soon. Also... What else? Here on, on Twitch, I streamed all of that, but I also streamed playing some Hearthstone with Spivey from 1600 Dust. I love that guy. 
uh, and I streamed, I did a nice long, like almost six hours, I think, Skyrim stream last night because I really needed to stream something low stress. So I played Skyrim for like six hours. And you know what? It was awesome. Someone goes, wow, you're on late. And I went, what are you talking about? Oh, it's like 1.15 in the damn morning. Right. <laughs> and then 15 minutes later, I finally stopped. But, uh, let's see. Also on YouTube, I've got Halo Wars will be going up again soon. As soon as the all the new stuff for uh, Hearthstone settles down a little bit. Uh, I've recorded some more of that. I streamed and recorded some more of that. Maze, that weird-ass comedy first-person point-and-click game that was bizarre and very British and very weird. It has an angry, grumpy Russian teddy bear who follows you around and calls you idiot and says, stupid American garbage, because his name name is Vladdy, and I love him. He He is my friend, I think. He's not my friend. He tolerates me. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a great, stupid game. But as soon as I get some breathing room in all the Hearthstone stuff that's time-sensitive, that'll be going up. Uh, yeah. Also, tomorrow, by the way, tomorrow is the 7th. For those of you watching live, if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to the audio version, then on Tuesday, the 7th, Ashes of Outland comes out on Hearthstone, so I'll be opening my however many packs and building decks and streaming the hell out of it until we decide to stop so we can play Overwatch or some other shooty game off stream. So, yeah. Bill, remind me, we gotta talk about that later. Okay. So, yeah. that's it's, There's a lot of stuff going on right now for my, my content. And I'm very excited about it. A lot of it's Hearthstone, but a lot of it's also not. And that's very exciting. Yay! So, yeah, uh, as always, Manipool Productions, that's podcasts, Twitch streams, YouTube videos, is a Patreon-supported endeavor. So if you go to patreon.com slash themanipool, then you can sign up to become a lifeguard and uh, get some stuff. You can get early access to stuff, you can get behind-the-scenes stuff, or you can get the sponsorship shout-out. So, a big thanks to, excuse me, Jason Doan, Kim Ho, Andrew Hunt... Al, Lance Delicious, Team You Hellas, How Are You, Connor Kennedy, John Morris, Alex Gonzalez, Scuzzo, Jeff Spencer, Stuart Slaw, PJ McMullen, Sophia Bertain, Casey, Danny Liao, Cody Buckowing, Jake Jansons, Jason Kaus, John Parker, Aleph Cat, some guy named Mike, who may or may not be on a bunch of YouTube videos on my channel, uh, Bartle, Backwards Logic, ALK Alters, and The Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine. So thank you all uh, so very much for your support. And to all of the lifeguards at every tier, I quite literally could not do this without you. Uh, And frankly, at least one YouTube video every day and streams almost every week and two news allowing, two podcasts every week, is uh, that's a lot for one person. So thank you all for allowing me to keep doing that for you because... Uh, it's it's honestly the only job I've ever loved for more than a few weeks at a time. Because every new job, you're like, this new job is great! And then after a while, you're like, please kill me! Or at least I am. So, this is the only one where I have not hit the please kill me. Ever! 
But seriously, don't don't go out. Don't don't go to church. Don't go to big gatherings. Stay home. Be safe. Wash your hands, please. When hang on. Hang on. Uh Monday Night Magic. We named an episode Wash Your Hands on March 3rd. So a month ago. Yeah, we we yeah. had we had Wash Your Hands. So yeah, maybe you should have taken that more seriously. Things would be a little bit better now. But you didn't. Our listeners did. Let's be real. You guys did. Or or else. Anyway. So with that, we'll be done with Monday Night Magic number 687. Uh, I don't apologize for any soapboxes that any of us got on at any point in this episode at all. Do we? Yeah. See? Clues. Do you apologize for any of your soapboxes or my soapboxes or anybody's soapboxes? Not today. Exactly. Probably not tomorrow either. (laughs) So we hope you all have... uh, uh, a fabulous period of time until we talk to you again. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, go play some magic digitally on arena or with webcams, something like that. K K.